Hello, um, my name is Tasha Wilcox. I'm at the moment the Director of Masters in Europe for Hyper Island, which is an international creative business school. Um, I run something called Design Education, which is with somebody called Jenny Thielon. Um, and I'm actually soon to be, as I'm moving jobs, the head of learning design at a place called Snook, which works in service design. So I, you are meeting me in a very sort of liminal space. I'm in a transitional moment, which I think is a good moment. Um, a little bit of disruption in my own life rather than me disrupting the student's life is not a bad thing. So thank you to John Rooney for asking me to answer some questions. So the first question that he asked me was, what's the first piece of design that you saw? I will admit, I had a little bit of a moment um, where I kind of collapsed in on myself going, what is the first piece of design that I saw? Was it the hospital sign as I came out of the womb? Um, but I won't go that far. Um, and actually I think there's two moments that I can put and they're very, very different moments. The first that I remember is actually um, the flags on the beach. I grew up in Cornwall and my parents are very, very wonderful, but they let us be slightly feral. We were very much left to our own devices. And I think the reason I didn't drown at a young age is because of those flags on the beach. So you have a red and a sort of yellowy orange flag, which is like, you can go in the water there. I think that's for swimming. And you have black and white flags, which is for the surfers. So you knew not to go into the surfing zone if you weren't surfing because you got knocked on the head by the surfers. And that, in my memory, really, like I knew where I was. I knew where to swim and I wasn't gonna get dashed on the rocks. I knew which part of the beach I could go on and you know, would be allowed to sort of go off on our own with my brother. And with that, I suddenly realized, came a moment of those, that safety, it looks after me. Those two sort of flags look after me as a human. And at the point, it made me feel safe and comfortable. And I knew I was being looked after by these flags. I wouldn't have recognized it at the time. I'm talking about sort of like when I was about seven or eight, but, I think that's that first moment that I saw design. I like fire escape signs as well. I love points of egress. And um, the second one is actually, I think more of the moment where I really went, ah, that's design. And I actually had to do a bit of uh, Googling for the age. So I was 15. So I remember the, somebody, one of my friends bought home the do little cover. Um, it's got Simon Labliestia's photo of a monkey on the front, and it's got the wonderful Vaughan Oliver's design on top of it. And I remember him coming in with this record and showing it to me and my friend. And that changed my mind of what design actually was. Before that, it was very like nice type on something, but this was photography. This was a little bit of manipulation. This was type on top. This was the type had been disrupted. It was dirty and it was raw and it spoke to me. That massively, I think that's where I was like, I want to do that. That's what I want to do with my life. And it wasn't about being in music. It wasn't being a photographer. It wasn't this, it was, it was something different. And I really, like, I, I can actually remember that moment sitting in his lounge him bringing this record in and feeling excited about what I had in my hands, the feel of it, the look of it, everything. 
so sorry, that was a very long explanation of two things. Um, and then what am I working on now? Again, this is probably going to be quite long. I work on lots and lots of different things. Um, so at the moment, I'm wrapping up Hyper Island. So we run digital experience design and digital management, and both of them are creative in the way they approach the masters. So I'm wrapping up that. That in itself is almost like a accelerated design sort of uh, moment because it's downloading my entire head onto the Google Drive for them and wrapping up remotely with a team. So I've done sort of service design plans of this is what I do and how I do it and why I do it. So that in itself has become sort of a little bit of a design moment. Um, the other thing that I do, which I've constantly done, so I used to work at Salford University, which is where me and John met. And I think it's about seven or eight years ago, I was speaking to the students and they were doing their final projects and they were doing a lot of, I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about this, and they keep bringing in nothing and saying, I've been thinking about it week after week. So I was like, oh, just do one thing a day. It will turn into something. And then I stood back and was like, do you know what? I will do this. If I can do this, you can do it. And I started doing lettering. I've always wanted to do hand lettering. I've always wanted to do sort of hand rendered type. And I was like, right, I'll do this. Uh, the shame and like awfulness of posting the first one on Instagram, because I said, I'm going to put it out every night. I'm going to put this out. I'm going to ship it and show people what I'm doing. It was so bad, but I was like, no, this is okay. And I put it out in the world. The students saw it, it was like, whoa, that's not great. However, um, what came out of that was that it really released me into thinking, it's okay, put out work in progress. It doesn't have to be perfect. And it was a great learning curve for me and the students. It was about like, get feedback be brave with what you're doing. And I felt like I really evidenced that to them and myself at the same time. Um, that was seven years ago. I have done one drawing a day for the last seven years. Uh, the only time I haven't is sometimes when I'm very, very hungover, um, but I do two the next day. Um, or sometimes if I'm on holiday, but to tell the truth, it's such a habit for me now that I actually do it while I'm on holiday. I just do sort of different versions of it. That has actually turned into its own side hustle. Um, I'm working on an album cover for a company at the moment. I'm doing some murals for another company. So we're planning in some murals, some of them vinyl, and some of them like large scale hand rendered on the wall. And I, yeah, I think I'm doing that and something for a magazine as well. So the side hustle that I do every evening has actually turned into a business in its own. and. I'm in sort of quite a, I'm going to say lucky and I hate the word luck. Um, I'm in a good position because basically I can be a little bit cheesy on what I take on because I, I do the stuff that I want to do. Um, and I do the stuff that, yeah, creates enjoyment and curiosity for me. Uh, yeah, so that's what I'm working on at the minute. Design education, I will go into that very quickly. So Jenny Thielon, um, who works in Sweden, and myself have set up something called Design Education. At the minute, it's a site with a Slack group, and it's for people who work in design education. So we've got 
teachers, professors, we've got designers who work in that space and it's about bringing them all together and trying to sort of go, okay, what's happening? The entire education world's been flipped upside down. How do we take this moment and grab it to make it better? It's a brilliant, brilliant space already. How do we make this incredible? How do we do it for ourselves, for the students, for future students? So we're working on that. That sounds very, very lofty ambition. I have very lofty ambitions, it's fine. Um, perfect, so those, uh, that's a glimpse of what I'm working on at the minute and working towards uh, the job at Snook, which I'm very, very excited about. And the last bit, a little bit of advice for students. It's quite hard to do advice for students because you sort of read so many. Um, I'm gonna build on what I said before about my learning, which is, I hate to sound like Nike, just do it. Um, don't be ashamed to get your work out there. Nobody's gonna come around your house and look in your drawer. Um, nobody's gonna go onto your computer. They might hack into your computer, we don't know that. But nobody's gonna look on your computer. If you don't put your work out there, nobody's gonna see it. And if you frame it in the right way, so I am a student, or this is the first time I'm putting my work online, people are pretty friendly. Instagram, I know it's owned by Facebook, but is a friendly, friendly community. If you get into the right spaces, it is a very friendly space. People feed back and it's about framing. I'm new at this. I'd love some feedback. Just put it out there and see what happens. And the other piece of advice is ask people. Like the design community, I think it's changed so much since in the last 10, 15 years. I think it used to be a little bit competitive I've just seen people reach out and help each other now, and it's beautiful. So ask. We had a student at Hyper Island. Um, she tweeted Don Norman. So if you don't know who Don Norman is, go and look him up. But he's like the huge, huge sort of like man in design and has written a lot of very, very influential books. And yeah, she tweeted him and he was like, yeah, I'll do an interview. So ask, if they say no, that's fine. If they don't answer, that's fine. But a lot of the time, if you ask in the right way, in a polite, humble, very sure, I'm not gonna take much of your time, people get back to you. People are generous, they want to help. You are them five, 10, 15 years ago, they want to help. And if they don't, no skin off your nose. If they're rude, don't speak to them anyway. You don't wanna work with people like that. Um, yeah, and that's my advice. Do it, ask, just ask, just put your work out there. If you're not seen, they, if you don't ask, they can't hear you. If you're not seen, they can't contact you. And put your contact details on everything. Um, and before I go into a ramble, that is it. Thank you very much. <laughs>